Welcome to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast, hosted by Jesse Runnels. This week's episode's gonna be a solo episode, just me, and um, this week I think I'm just gonna talk about current events, stuff that happened out there in this U.S. of A. and what's going on that I saw in the news and the media and was relevant to me and what's going on. Um, um, here in Baton Rouge, um, Will Wade, the head coach of the LSU basketball team, was suspended indefinitely by LSU because what was it an FBI probe with like the wiretap caught him talking to some business manager about trying to pay two athletes to secure a deal for those two athletes to play at LSU. So, you know, the NCAA didn't like that, and the FBI, well, no, that's not what happened. The FBI, or somebody subpoenaed Will Wade in a New York State court, so because of that, you know, and the, I guess, the FBI found out of at least one like instance of this, and then LSU found out the second one, and then decided to uh, suspend Will Wade. So I mean, this guy was a good coach this year for LSU. He got the team to one of the best records in a very long time. They just won the last night. I think they just won the SEC tournament. So they are for sure going to March Madness and, you know, since I moved back here in 2013 here in Baton Rouge, uh, I haven't seen that, not once. There have been terrible coaches. And, um, you know, the last time I think they won an SEC SEC tournament was, uh, somebody said 2009 and I don't I was in the I was in the Navy at that time, so I wouldn't remember that at all. But um, this is a crazy turn of events, you know. I mean, he was a really good coach. He he he, you know, he got these, you know, he had LSU winning all these games, and um, the real issue here is like, you know. Should the NCAA pay their athletes? Because it's an interesting topic because the NCAA is a nonprofit. So their whole agenda is to not make a profit. Or, you know, like they have certain stipulations with the taxes and. How they work as an organization, so it, it, it's still it's supposed to be like a organization to betterment people. Usually, that's what nonprofits are for. There's like a goal and an agenda for like to help and like some kind of those like the NCAA. I guess originally was supposed to help athletes, you know, become you know like have college degrees or you know some kind of betterment to their careers I imagine for instance I work at a nonprofit and our agenda is to provide 
you know, like low computers for low income families and, you know, reduce electronic scrap waste pollution to the environment. So that's our agenda. And so, you know, that's what happens. But the real, what I'm really trying to say here is that the complex issue is should, you know, like I was saying, the NCAA should or should not pay their athletes because these guys don't, you know, they're, they're really, you know, hustling, you know, putting their bodies on the line for four years and, you know, you know, they'll get a bachelor's, but, you know, they might not go professional or whatever. So, I mean... I have no idea or an answer for the solution of, to how much these people should be paid, but I mean, like most top recruits, in, at least as basketball-wise, are only going to spend a year in college anyways, and the, the NBA is already trying to, you know, have the top recruits, they're going to change the age, I think, to 18 soon, I saw that, so... The NCAA should look into that because, I mean, if it's at least monetized and regulated in some form or fashion, I think this whole issue here would be an, an easier, like, like it wouldn't be as corrupt as the NCAA is because, you know, Rick Pitino and all these other guys are going, you know, doing all this illegal activity, so... I mean, it's it's hard to say. It's very, you know, complex situation. But I mean, these guys get scholarships, and you know, for instance, like let's say a guy blows out his ACL, the coach has it, you know, has the power to cut the guy and a scholarship. And you know, what's the guy gonna do then? Like, he could be poor and not be able to afford college, and college isn't cheap these days, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a very complex situation. Um, also this week what happened was uh, Cook County's uh, district attorney's office decided to indict Jesse Smollett of 16 charges they, of uh, disorderly conduct with, I guess, the police there in uh, Cook County. And... Um, so, I mean, obviously they th saw that this wasn't a, this, this was a staged event. In my humble opinion, I thought it was a staged event. I mean, I guess the guy wanted attention or he had some kind of plan or something. I don't, I'm not really sure the reasoning to why, I mean, he did all this. I mean, he still remains a firm that, you know, he... It was, a crime was committed against him, and what was his words? He chose to say that the Cook County is doing prosecutorial overkill against him. So 16, and they're all felony count disorderly conducts against him. So 16 felonies is not a good thing. I hope he has a great lawyer see what happens to this guy I mean I wasn't there I don't know exactly what happened but given the evidence and all the details of the case and all this stuff it seems like it was a staged event to me in my opinion but
but and uh, also the show he was on Empire decided to uh, keep him off the last two episodes of the season because of uh, you know it was just a distraction on the set that they were working on and and you know I mean if you're working and all this is disrupting a workflow I mean yeah you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do so yeah it's kind of sad for this guy I don't know what's gonna happen to him but it's a crazy situation also I went into the I was just thinking throughout the week what what kind of stuff I go through and um as most of you guys know I'm a I'm a veteran in the in the US Navy or most of my listeners know that because most of my listeners are my friends. But to any listener out there who doesn't know me, um, so I get my health care through the Veterans Affairs, and that's a federal agency. And so here in Louisiana, I'll head there if I want a, like a primary care doctor. Since I live in Baton Rouge, I can see a primary care doctor here for, you know, just about anything. And um, I also have uh, ulcerative colitis, which is a disease for the colon. You know, that's kind of overshare. But if you have that kind of thing, like a special, you know, care clinic, you'd have to go to New Orleans for that. So, you know, personally, I feel that that's a hardship. But, I mean, I guess the VA is doing the best they can with the money they have to try to cover as many people as they want. Or can, I mean. So, if, if like... And this covers all of southeast Louisiana. So, it's like... I don't know, probably like a 300 square mile radius of how many people are covered in southeast Louisiana at this hospital. So, if you live in New Orleans, I mean, it's convenient for you. But if you live somewhere else, it's you have to travel. And I don't know, it would be easier if the VA, at least here in Louisiana, would make another hospital in other areas. But... That would make it a lot easier for me. But um, also, here's the thing that happens if, um, let's say you need a prescription at the VA and you ran out and they never renewed your prescription in time because you can order your prescriptions online and have them sent to your house rather than waiting at the VA. But if that happens where you have to go into the actual VA and wait for a prescription you have to you'll probably have to wait a couple of hours just for that one prescription because there's all kind of other people on and honestly like I've gone to the VA and you know when I wait for these prescriptions I'm not sure if it's employees who just don't care or whatever because I take Humira and I was and I was given Humira as a prescription in New Orleans and usually when I receive this prescription at home it's on ice packs and all that they just gave me it like 
as it is in a in the package, not on ice or anything. And I was like, all right. And then when I went to ask, the person just turned around and head back to whatever else they were doing as their job. And I was like, wow, that's kind of crap. But I mean, that's the kind of stuff I deal with for my health care. I mean, I'm sure if I was to pay health insurance, it would be an easier deal. But I just don't want to have to pay more money and I still get health care. But it works for me now. So let's I'll just keep dealing with it, I guess. But um, I think that's all I have to say about the VA. I think that was a good enough explanation. Also this week, something that happened, uh, Huawei is suing the U.S. because the U.S. or the federal like agencies aren't purchasing Huawei products to, to be used. And I think also Huawei is also representing other companies in China, like ZTE. And um, I think that, you know, a lot of these companies are, like China makes obviously most of our electronics or, you know, like some other Asian country might too, but I know that they make Huawei and ZTE. I personally have a ZTE cell phone, so, Huawei suing U.S. for not the federal agencies not buying their products, and the reason why the federal agencies aren't buying Huawei's products is based upon the fact that they think China is spying on the U.S. government and all that. So, obviously, I mean that's very you know a real idea that could be, happen because you know these I'm in tech. I, I, I understand how these components work and you know so ZT, Huawei, all these phones are using Android operating system so and that's based on an older operating system known as Linux that was developed in I think it was Sweden by this guy named Linus Torvalds but um so the idea with these phones and so I think it's based on that okay so Huawei is upset that we're not buying their products here in the US and it's slowing down the development of 5G mobile network here in America so they might be even so if that's the case Huawei, all these other companies, and all these companies are based out of Shenzhen, China, which I think is pretty close to Hong Kong, but don't quote me on that. But, so that means that these companies build, like, the cell phone towers and all that stuff, if, if that's part of it too. They might be part of, like, you know, the radio stuff for how we get our cell phone signals and all that so and that that you know so they might be you know you make a phone call and you know over there in China there's a database of all your phone calls or and you know and also like who's to say that Huawei, ZTE, all these companies like that are getting aren't getting pressure from the Chinese federal government to do these things because who knows I think 
China's like a, you know, communist or some kind of total, uh, some kind of government style like that. I'm not really sure. I, I think it's something like that. Like, it's not great over there. So, you know, that's it's a concerning issue for the U.S. And I, I mean, personally, I have a ZT phone, so. Why does it take a certain amount of time when I send a text before it's received by another person? You know, what's where's the bottleneck from that after all that kind of stuff? Is it going after I send the text to a database in China, for all I know? I mean, who's to say? I don't really do anything that's top secret information or of any use to the Chinese government, in my opinion, so... There's that, but uh, I think this is I, I I'm interested in this because I like tech, but um, I don't know who's to say Huawei isn't doing these things, but their their whole thing about doing this is standing up for their rights as a company to make sales, and I also think that um, they're gonna well what also what I read in the CNN article I found all this stuff from is that I think Europe and other places are pushing back against Huawei too because of this concern so I mean that's that's fair you know who I mean they might be spying for all we know and and it's very and I wish that these companies like ZTE would like for instance I have a ZTE cell phone and I've had it for almost a year and I looked everywhere online all these people have these phones and the I can't update my operating system because ZTE doesn't offer updates for their cell phones and I'm sure that has something to do with this ban on buying their stuff here in America and I, I looked into it and that's the case so it's very it's a very complex situation and I think personally if these companies are going to try to come to some kind of agreement you know they're suing the US because we're not buying the products and you know they want you know they just want to make money but I think they need to be more transparent about you know what they're doing and that sort of thing to try to make to, to, to get America's trust back because, you know, I think they're, you know, they could be recording calls. They could be saving our texts. They could be saving our images that we're sending out there. All this because it's very possible because, you know, you know, that's how tech works. There's ways to get around these sort of things and send and route this information to, uh, to China into their databases. So it's... It is a serious issue, and the U.S. is taking it seriously by banning Huawei and these companies from being able to sell their products here in America. And I actually, honestly, I don't blame them. And, um, yeah, I think as far as that issue is concerned, I mean, I don't think there's anything else to say. And, um, so, um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast. And if you guys want to uh, send any topics in, and uh, you know, I'll I'll consider them, and you know, 
and somebody said about the Navy days, I think I'll do that with a, a friend of mine. So, um, you know, if you guys want to send in topics, you can send it in to ramblinrunnels at gmail.com. R-A-M-B-L-I-N-R-U-N-N-E-L-S at gmail.com. I haven't got a single email from you guys, so I do check this check this prep throughout the week and before I record. So please send that any topics you guys think you know think of and want me to talk about and I'm willing to consider them and and you know it'll help keep this podcast going. Also if you want to listen to this podcast you can find it on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and um I, if you happen to have a Podbean account, you can find it on Podbean. So um, please listen to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Rooms podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy.